Good day to you. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you are enjoying this season um, here in our area. We've actually warmed up a little bit and uh, actually feels like fall. And that's awesome. Um, I have not been recording very much for one primary reason that I'll get to because that's part of what I want to begin to move into um, in an upcoming series. I was thinking that today I would just kind of do some loose commentary to build a little foundation for what I want to talk about. Um, I would say for probably at least three recordings. Um, It's not completed yet, but by the time this makes it um, online... It should be done and ready to post in order as we go. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I want to just kind of touch on before we get started. You know, I just let me just say this. I continue in my in my morning time before starting the day to just be stirred in regards to my faith. And just what what is it that I am towards in my thinking, in the meditations of my heart, in faith and expectancy for this particular day now, not just for the call of God on my life or not for my family or where we're going, what we're doing, who we're with, not for the future of my son and like where will he be in five years. Now these are all things that I do pray about. And I do with regularity wonder. Yes, of course. But I've been trying to force myself down into a funnel of thought that stays focused on today. That stays intent on today from a place of origination of all of my thoughts, of all of my wonderings, really giving myself to like, what am, I, what am I putting my hands to today? Because the thing I think that we, that we don't realize, because of the busyness of life, because of natural demands, because of responsibilities, I think we, we just miss the immediacy of our plans, of our trajectories. I I would say that mankind as a whole is often so captivated by what is in the future as far as what it is now, just what it is. I believe a lot of times we forget that each and every day, every hour, every minute, every second, every mere moment is what is moving us towards whatever it is that's in front of us. That whatever it is that's in our future really comes back and is dependent upon our today. And that right there, unintentionally, is where I want to go for the next several recordings. With intention. Because this is, and I want to I primarily make this recording, this part one, 
Again, laying a groundwork, a foundation of thought. And I'm going to use a lot of natural examples, primarily one that I believe will make sense to us and, and kind of paint a picture from a natural situation that absolutely coincides with the spiritual action. The connection of spiritual and natural. The merging of the two. And seeing how they are in many ways, I would say, meant to be synonymous in how we function, how we go about our lives. And so, I've not thought about a title for this message yet. I should have done that beforehand, admittedly. This is not the most professional endeavor. But I want this to be about preparation. I want this series to be about a challenge to prepare. I want to build a little foundation today upon the power of preparation. Perhaps that's what we can call it. And I just want to give some examples in the natural, in our natural lives, in our humanity lives of preparation. Because listen, I was talking to someone about this just last night. Now we are a people, humanity now, are a people of preparation. We are a people of preparation. And like, I don't want this to become the whole message and the whole recording, but listen to what I'm saying. Just for some examples that if we sit down and give ourselves to, we could literally spend hours talking about how we prepare for things in our lives. And so I'm just going to name several things to make this point crystal clear, again, to build a little foundation upon so we can build upon later, upon this foundation of thought. So some generic, very general life circumstance examples of what I'm talking about. You have children. You have had to prepare them to go off to school today. You got their books. You got their backpack. Perhaps you made their lunch or you gave them lunch money. You got them on the bus, or you got them in your car. Well, you had to help them get dressed if they're young. You had to give them instruction. Did you get your homework? Did you grab your lunch? Is there anything after school today that we need to plan accordingly? And let's just continue this train of thought. Is there gas in the car? Is the car operational? Do you have a vehicle? If you bought that vehicle, you had to get a loan or you had to pay cash. You had to prepare yourself to buy that car. The people at the bank where you got the loan, someone had to prepare by going to school. They got a diploma. They got certification. They themselves got a vehicle and drove to that office that someone built because they prepared blueprints for those people to have a building to work in. They had to submit a resume. They had to prepare a resume to be submitted. They had to get a pen. They had to print out the resume. 
they had to sit and talk with someone. That person they're talking to had to sit down and prepare questions to be asked, criteria to be met, job qualifications that needed to be requested and therefore met. So let's go back to your child. You take them to school. The teachers are there prepared. Lessons are prepared. Lunches are prepared. Recess is prepared. After school programs are prepared. Band is prepared. Football teams are prepared. Bands have practiced music. They've bought it. They have learned it. They have given themselves to hours to practice practice to perform being prepared. I'm driving to work right now. I had to make sure I have gas in my car. I had to know, I had to decide where I'm going, where I'm driving today. I checked with a manager. Do you have work for me today at this place? No, I don't. Okay, I'm not going there. I am now prepared to go somewhere else. There are things I need at the store. I made a list. I will get those items on my way home today. We are a people of preparation, y'all. You do nothing without preparing in your life. Even if you do nothing, right? The most lazy, lethargic, laying around watching television person plans their day. There are preparations to be made. Have you paid your Dish Network bill? Did you go get a television? Have you paid your power bill? Do you have something to eat in your pantry? Do you get what I'm saying? We prepare for every single thing, but yet when it comes to spiritual matters, we do not prepare in like manner. Can we just step back and really assess our lives? Do we prepare our spiritual man with such repetitive devotion and intent as we do with things in the natural? I look around. I do not see that in the body of Christ presently. I do not see that same preparation. We assume that Jesus is powerful. God is good enough. It is a finished work reality that we cannot earn because we've all been driven into our minds our whole lives that it's not by works now. Don't you do something. And that has made us who we now are, which is a, a really, really, really slumbering church. We are sleeping. We are not studying to show ourselves approved. We're not laboring in prayer and intercession for ourselves, for our families, for the nations. We're ignorant. We are juvenile. And we're immature. Why? Because we do not take the same simple, almost completely thoughtless pattern of preparation that we do in the natural, we have not done that as well 
or even equally so, pertaining to things in the spiritual. And this is where I want to go to make a a very clear, precise point, because like literally when I sat down and I started writing out things in the natural that humanity prepares for, I could, I mean, it could go on literally forever. Everything we do has a demand that you prepare for it. Everything. There's nothing we do that there's not some level of preparation that has been made to bring it about. Pick anything. I'm thinking right now, I don't even know why. I don't go to the movies, but I just thought of a movie theater. Someone had to prepare to make a movie. They had to get an idea. They had to get a vision. Write out a story. Hire people to act it out. Who practiced and prepared to become actors. Someone had to film it. Someone who prepared and practiced to become filmmakers. You get what I'm saying. Literally, y'all, this could go on forever. Lawn care, (laughs) restaurant owners, school teachers, car detailers, every single thing in our life demands we prepare. And so here's my main point in the natural today. Right now, it is full-on deer season here in southwestern Virginia. It's really only my second season of deer hunting. I had never even fired a gun until three years ago. Now, I barely did then. I had never even had any interest to do it. But when I got the, got the bug, I got it bad. And so I've very, I've been, I have been very much enjoying going out this season. We are in the fourth day, I guess. I got a good-sized doe um, on, I think it was day two. Um, one of my friends got one yesterday. I'm hoping to get one this evening, should time allow. But there's so much, as I'm thinking... As I'm sitting in the woods and I'm thinking on, meditating on the scriptures I've been looking at and this foundation, if you will, of preparation, there are so many imageries within hunting that really, for me, demonstrate what I'm getting at in these spiritual matters. And, are, and is really teaching me the same principle needs applied to my spiritual life. Because here's the thing. Now, I don't jump out of bed at 5.30 in the morning to go hunting with great excitement. It's cold. I'm not a big fan of early morning. And so, like, evening, or evening is more my thing than the morning. So I'll use that as a better, more appropriate example. But before I go out, I have to have bullets. I have to have my rifle. I have to wear camouflage clothes. I have to dress warm. Because when I go out, it might be 50. And when I come out, it might be in the 30s, in the shade. I have to know where I'm going. Where am I going to sit? And when I get there, I sit down. 
And there's something about those first few moments of expectation, anticipation, that is very invigorating. You feel like, I'm here. I'm ready. I am expectant. I have prepared. I am here. I'm expectant of a deer. Well, you may sit there an hour. You've not even heard a leaf move. And what happens? Well, my anticipation, my excitement, my the emotion of excitement and anticipation has probably started to wane a little bit after an hour if you've not even heard anything. That anticipation after the preparation is a little bit off. But I'm still expectant. You kind of shake that off and you think, okay, well that may be true, but I'm expectant or else I wouldn't be sitting there now. I wouldn't be sitting there if I wasn't expectant. I still expect that it's possible that at any moment a deer could walk up in front of me. I'm expectant. And so I was prepared. I went out. I positioned myself in anticipation, in excitement. And I was expectant. I had an expectation when I went out last night. I, ha- I will have one this evening should I go. I will have an expectation of the odds are very good that I will see and shoot a deer tonight. It's very good possibility. I am expectant. I am fully convinced that I will likely see a deer. Or else what? Or else what I'm doing is absolute foolishness. If you told me for certain that there were no deer in my county, there has somehow been a survey where men combed every inch of the forest and the woods and the neighborhoods and every every acre on my property and they found for absolute sure there are no white-tailed deer in Scott County. Would I go out? No. That would be foolishness to do the exact same thing. Well, here's the thing, right? And I hadn't really thought of it just like that, so may the Lord speak to all of us within this. This is the reality of the spiritual, of the faith-based positioning ourselves in expectation, in anticipation about God doing something on the earth, in us, through us. We act most times. I have been guilty of this for most of my life. The Lord is really setting me free and and, and stirring in me to move and to speak and to believe in faith, things I have not really done before over these last several months. But I would say most of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus walk really spiritually speaking from a place of, you know what, there's no deer in the county. So I'm not going to go sit out there. I'm not even going to go sit. There's no deer here. It would be a waste of time. Because our faith is very low. The tank of faith in our lives is very low on expectation and anticipation. 
We do not expect God to do much in or through and around us. Let's just be honest. That is absolutely true in the world today. Believers now, absolutely evident, evident without question by the condition of the body. There's very little preparation, which leads to no expectation and no feeling of anticipation. The body is not preparing for anything. She's not being prepared. She's not preparing for her bridegroom. So, there's no anticipation, there's no expectation, there's no excitement in doing the work of the Lord to fulfill the rule and reign, dominion on the earth, government of God establishing by the people of God anymore. We just go through life saved, quotes, (laughs) and wait for the end. Get me out of here. Take me to heaven. The end. And we miss joining in to the awesome work of God on the earth through himself now, which is his body. Me and you, should you be in him. Born again. Born of the water. Born of the spirit. In the kingdom. That is your abode. And so friends... Again, let me just use this to kind of build a little foundation of thought for where we're going to head. When I go out hunting, the only reason that's not absolute foolishness is because the likelihood of me getting a deer is very good, and I know that. And y'all, that is what we have been given times a million as the people of God. We have been given a God who longs to do and be way more than we prepare ourselves to be a vessel for. He is wanting a people to say what? He's wanting Yochanan, the immersers, on the earth in this hour. John the Baptist. He's wanting men to say, Prepare the way, prepare the way, prepare the way, prepare the way, prepare the way. Messiah is just over the hill. Messiah is just down the road. Are you ready? Are you ready? We must be prepared. We must be prepared. And if, in fact, we are prepared, we will see him when he comes or else what? He will come as a thief in the night. Well, why is that? No one's prepared. That is the simple parable teaching from the scriptures that my eight-year-old son could understand. If you're not prepared, if you're not the watchman waiting, it will sneak up on you. You will have no idea he's coming, and you will miss out, friend. You will miss it. And if you are not prepared, if you are not preparing yourself, your lamp is out, you are in darkness, you will, of course, have no anticipation. You will have no expectation. Why would you expect the the Messiah that is coming, that is on his way, why would you expect him to do anything? 
because you're just waiting around. Fulfilling the parable of, of, the, of the servant who was just hanging out. Or the servant who buried the money that he was entrusted. What did the master say? I thought you'd do something with this, friend. Why didn't you put this in the ground? Or why did you put this in the ground and hide it? Well, I was afraid. So I just sat, I pulled up, I buried it in the ground, and I pulled up a chair and I sat on it. Here it is. Aren't you pleased? No. Friends, what does that parable say? And then I'll bring this to a close. The master Messiah is saying, I have given you something, friend. I have entrusted something to you. Oh my gosh, this goes right back to the seed revelation that I got a couple months back. That we have been given, those of us in Christ Jesus, have been given the eternal seed of God, not to just put in a storehouse within us and sit on like the man with the money. The master has said, friend, I have given this to you and entrusted it to you to do something with. Invest it. Give it to someone. Give it away so that it multiplies and multiplies and multiplies and brings a return from itself. Place it somewhere with an expectancy to become more. We have been guilty of being given the eternal gift of God. We've made salvation so personal, it has nothing to do with anyone else and goes no further than ourselves. Have you received Jesus as your personal Savior? Friends, we have to unpack that and ask some questions. I individually, you individually, have to receive Yeshua Messiah into himself and make that heart exchange. Yes. Just to be clear, in case there's anyone here who has not heard me talk before and hasn't thought along these lines, I spoke with my eight-year-old son on our bed before sunrise this morning about this very matter, about the heart exchange reality, that Jesus does not want invited into his heart. He wants to come in and remove his heart of stone and give him a heart of flesh. Friends, God has not made that plan, made that way, made that exchange even supernaturally possible just for you alone. It has to begin individual. It has to begin personal. Yes and amen. But it is not ever intended to stay there. It's not ever intended to stay that way for the rest of our days. We are here to perpetuate the kingdom of God on the earth. And so I'm going to say this in closing. Are you preparing the way? Are you paving a way that is narrow, that is precise, that is very prescribed according to the firstborn of many brethren to declare Messiah is coming? We are going before him preparing ourselves and preparing the way for him to come and receive his reward. And if you are, then you will have an anticipation of something great 
every day of your life. You will have an anticipation and an expectation that God wants to move on the earth. Friends, we have got to be prepared. We are not a prepared people. The church is being, I'm convinced, roused from her slumber. She's being stirred. The Spirit is saying, wake up, O sleeper. Wake up, church. Few are going to hear, but I'm convinced there are people hearing right now. And I'm starting with myself because I have an anticipation. It's not sourced in me. It's not about me being an evangelist. It's not about me being a soul winner. It's about me being a prepared spiritual man with the set task to be one who prepares the way for Yeshua Messiah to come and receive his bride. And that causes me to be one who is anticipating something today. I am expectant of God to do something supernatural in my life and through my life today. So friends, may we give ourselves to the power of preparation. And may the word of the Lord stir in you, friend, the power of preparation. Amen.